G'day everyone, Ian here. It's obvious really, isn't it? We're the centre of it all. You wake up in the morning, the sun comes up and goes around us. The stars go around us. The moon goes around us. We, the Earth, is the centre of it all. Obviously, the solar system. Obviously. The Earth is the centre of the geocentric appearance of the cosmos. That's how they thought back in the ancient Greeks and Roman times. Ptolemy, he was behind that idea. It was obvious that there were these series of shells around the Earth. The Moon, Mercury, Venus, then the Sun, and then Mars, Jupiter, Saturn and the fixed stars right at the outside of that. It was obvious. The Earth was the centre. You see it every day and every night if you just observe. So how do you make it work? How do you explain the way the planets move in the sky. Oh, so you've got to have all of these incredibly complicated orbiting shells of spheres and orbits and rotations and things turning inside, you know, other bits turning. It's just a clockwork nightmare. But if they work on it long enough, and this is what they were doing for hundreds of years, trying to explain how all of those parts of the sky worked, you could slowly out an order that made sense and very very complicated but eventually they sort of worked out something that worked because it was obvious that they had a problem with how to explain it because the earth is the center and everything goes around the earth and then Copernicus came along in 1543 and thought maybe we're asking the wrong question what is the question that needs to be asked and maybe he thought, what's the centre of the solar system? Well, traditionally, it's the Earth. Well, ask that question and discount that automatic, obvious answer. And uh, we have the Copernicus revolution, which became the heliocentric model that everything goes around the sun. And then... The solar system goes around the centre of the galaxy and yada, yada, yada. And you know all about that. And all of a sudden, all of those problems, those spheres inside spheres and shells and cascading out, all of that just falls away. This is my clumsy analogy to explain that sometimes it's the question that needs to be asked rather than just chasing the answers to all of the symptomatic questions that keep coming up. Maybe there's a foundational question that needs to be asked. And I think Copernicus got it right, didn't he? Within all of our organisations, I wonder if there is a question that needs to be asked that has not been asked. At my work, we have some systemic issues. There's no need to go into it. And everybody keeps shuffling the deck chairs. Nobody is... And I've been asking people to consider it. What is the question, the unmentioned question that should be asked that all these other symptomatic questions are chasing? I don't have any answers. I've been challenging people at work to come up with it. But maybe within your organisations, your family, your own life, maybe there is a question that you have yet to ask that is foundational. I'd be interested to hear if that gives you pause to consider something. 
Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.